whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. another episode um it's friday night again we're really digging this friday night recording jam it's just what works i never thought i'd be a procrastinator but i've drug you to the dark side (laughs) (laughs) see because then it's 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 fresh fresh and everything that has happened we can talk about i agree it just works out so how was your week my week was good it was 4th of July week, obviously. You all know that and experienced it as well. And it was just kind of a different week. You had your friends in town and... I feel like it was another week where we like barely saw each other. Barely saw each other. Melissa and Gabe and their kids left on the 4th of July. So it made it a little quiet, and swim team was really strange this week because we had meets on Monday and Tuesday when we normally have meets on Thursday, and we didn't do... We're starting back up with our small group for our church, our reach group, um, which is normally Wednesday nights, but we decided to make this week be a 4th of July party on Thursday night, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, just the whole week felt and chips days off were kind of weird too yeah they were monday and wednesday i feel like right now we're in the middle of like long long a long time before he has another day off. working yeah and he's just working so hard right now yeah so he gets up really early and goes and removes bees from people's yards Mm-hmm. And then he comes home and usually listens to Bible with us. We're doing the summer Bible reading challenge that is started by Christ Church in Moscow, Idaho. I don't know if we've mentioned... Have we talked about that on here? I don't I know. I don't think so. Um, so if we can work it out for him to be here to... Mm-hmm. We listen to it and we also get out our Bibles as a family and sit around and all have the Bibles open and read along and listen. Um, So we try to do that with him if he's available. And then usually he goes to work Mm -hmm. and then works till really late. And then he gets up really early again. And, but tomorrow I don't think he has any, he didn't schedule any B calls for tomorrow because he has to work a mid shift. Yeah. Yeah. So because of that, he didn't, so he's not going to take any. Mm, he wasn't confident that he could. Mm-hmm. He knew he had to. He scheduled until one a.m. tonight. Oh, since well, that's the good. restaurant doesn't close till yeah. midnight, and so yeah, he was like, I don't think I can get off at one, home at one thirty, go to bed by two, and then get up and go to a call early enough that it'll be done and right. wrapped up, and right. he'd be home in time to leave by eleven yeah. thirty well, to that, get to work again. That's so, good that he I'm just really, gets a morning to sleep. <laughs> I and know. I'm really. Really thankful for that. So. We talk about how, like, we haven't seen each other much, but I feel like Chip and Tim haven't seen each other, like, at all because Chip's been working so much. I, know. I feel like I am hardly seeing yeah. Chip. I mean, 
Yeah. It's very low amounts. So, but he, because he had Monday and Wednesday off, because of his weird days off with, Joe's is like different every week. So this week he had Monday and Wednesday off, but next week he has Tuesday and Sunday off. So it means he goes from Wednesday and works Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah. I think it's Tuesday. So, I mean, it's normal five days, but it's just a weird five days. And then with the bee calls mm-hmm. on top of it and yeah, everything, I guess, especially because I know he has a huge beehive job lined up for Monday morning already yeah. and mm-hmm. then works Monday night. And then he has another bee job lined up for Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. which is his day off of work. So oh, he is taking one Tuesday morning. Yeah. Okay. I told him that I was fine with him taking... Tuesday's Danny's birthday. A job, it is. For all the listeners that want to send presents and cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Message Abby from my address. Uh, yep. So, he's going to take a bee call in the morning. And then are you guys going to do something for your birthday in, at night? I think so. Um, his parents are babysitting, so I don't know. I also have a birth class here that night, but I've... Oh, Right. I already told the person who teaches it. I don't teach it. I just host it here. Uh-huh. So I'll have everything ready, and the people coming for the class can just come in yeah. and do the class. And um, But since it's kind of the only night that's going to work out for a while that we could get a date night, Yeah, uh, we're going to go for it. So Great. Yep. And then, but it's also, I feel a little bad. I, I'm trying to, the part I don't know yet is that that's Riken's dive divisional meet that he's going to do. Oh. So he can go with the Johnsons mm-hmm. since Isaiah does dive also, but it also feels like, mm, should we go try to go for some of it? Or, yeah. But I know it's also going to be a long meet right. because it's, divisional. it's everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, I think he'll be fine. We don't go. And then Wednesday night, I'm missing, like, probably most of Reach Group because I'm going to go to be at Kenzie's Divisionals because she has oh. Divisionals on Wednesday night. Okay. And then Thursday night, we'll have... More Divisionals. That you get to come Great. in and hang out for. It's the last one. Which things did Cade sign up for? Cade signed up for Backstroke, uh, Butterfly, and Freestyle. Okay, so you'll have to stay only... Y- you got kind of the best case scenario. Oh, good. That's for someone to say that. <laughs> for someone doing three strokes, because those are the first three strokes okay. out of the five strokes. So, And he's the youngest age group, so... Yeah. And there's no relays, because we already did the right. relay meet, and... Great. So, and Graceland's doing freestyle, so yep. that's first. So Perfect. Yep. You would have thought I'd play on that. Yep. <laughs> Didn't even have to bribe him or anything. I know. Nice. Yeah. So. What'd you do for the 4th of July? It was actually, that was also very strange, but great. Just because you guys were busy and the Johnsons were out of town. And mm-hmm. so, I think we've just gotten used to the kind of core foundation of our reach group being yeah the three families and then other people come right but it's kind of this feels like well even if nobody else comes we know that we're gonna have like at least a ton of kids and right. six adults so um we 
had a reach group party and I had really no, I felt very unsure going into it. Like, is anyone even coming? I don't know if people have other plans. I know we talked about this and we let people know about it, but I don't know if people are going to really show up or not. And it ended up that we had almost 20 adults and 20 kids or 18 or something. Mm -hmm. Um, We just had a pool party and grilled and I thought it was fun. We uh, got soda for our party. I was cracking up when you (laughs) sent me the text message about that. That sounds so stupid because most Danny people get beverages for parties. Don't ever buy soda. Or any beverage. Right. I mean, it would be a big deal if I made, like, lemonade and put it out. Like, right. Yes. We have water. Water is what we have, and yep. Yep. water is what we drink. It's pretty shocking. And what Was it Casey? What did you say? Casey, I, I told them I was going to the store. I realized that I needed to really get even water and ice. We don't even have an ice maker on our refrigerator. Yeah. Which I don't know. Uh, someday. Uh, even I was thinking today, we went to an appliance store because we needed to buy a washer and dryer. And Chip said something about maybe someday we'll get a new refrigerator because we have a really old, mm-hmm. very standard yes. base model refrigerator. Which keeps our food nice mm-hmm. and cold and is great. But I was thinking, oh, it would be so nice to get one with, like, an ice maker. But I was thinking, I don't... Unless we did, like, a kitchen remodel. Right. Our refrigerator isn't in a spot in our kitchen mm-hmm. where we could hook it up to right water. Unless you went through your, like, ceiling attic. I guess You'd we could do that. do that. Yeah, we'd have to do that. That's what a lot of people end up doing. So... I don't know. Anyway. So anyway. But it's also hard because we want, uh, like, the dream would be to remodel the kitchen at some point. But I don't know that that's ever. You always are like, do we do the, like. Little bits that you can. To make it, like, better. But then. Yeah. Anyway. Um, So I realized we needed needed to get ice and water because we have a water cooler. Chip has run a water line from our RO filter to. A water cooler that we can fill this five-gallon bucket, or not bucket, but one of the five-gallon water Mm -hmm. jug things, and it cools our water. So that's how we have cold water. That's how our kids get cold water, since we don't have ice and we don't have a refrigerator with a water thing, and we used to have a Brita thing in the fridge, but that that would be going... away in, like, like, two seconds. Yes, when you have this many people using it. Um even the cold water in the water cooler now is like when you have everybody fill their water bottles. Yeah. I feel like I'm always last and I always get like the littlest amount. <laughs> sort of coolish water yeah. that really didn't sit in the cool part at all. Yeah. Um so I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> no, I went to the store to get the water, and I you and said I, told I went them, to the store to get the water like three times. I know, and, and you I'm like, finish the uh, story. <laughs> keep side tangenting. But I said I was gonna get some other things to drink, and so when I got back, Casey was like, "What'd you get to drink?" And I was like, "You're never gonna guess." And he's like, "Juice." And I'm like. <laughs> Well, I did get some juice boxes, but I got something else. And he's, like, sitting there thinking, and he's like, I'm never going to guess. 
kombucha? <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> this is what we've done to our children. Yeah, they don't like, even guess soda. Like, it's a party. It's a 4th of July party. And the special drink that he is thinks kombucha. we got is kombucha. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, something else. And he's like... Am I even going to know what it is? Have I ever even had it before? I'm thinking like, <laughs> yes, you've had it before, but I don't, literally, I don't know that we've ever purchased, especially cans of soda. Yeah. And <laughs> the funniest part is I wouldn't even buy regular size cans. I bought the little small ones. <laughs> I wouldn't have done that. I wanted to be able to limit the amount of soda my yeah. kids were drinking, and I wanted there to be a lot of variety of t- types, and yeah. so I was like, this is so much more expensive per ounce than the bigger cans, but we're going oh, well. for it. 7.5 ounce cans. Here, here That is come. so funny. So it was a major. They were all like shocked and couldn't believe it and so excited and all the different kinds we got. I got... Cherry Coke and Vanilla Coke and that sounds so good. Crush right and I still have some. Mm, Got ginger great. ale we and should be drinking it right now. I know I actually drank one at dinner. I didn't drink any last night, mm. and I was like, I'm gonna have one seven point five ounce can of Cherry Coke because it's like my favorite mm-hmm. soda. I know, and you've ever. been like really craving it. So that was my that Splurge. and macaroni and cheese were my big dinner Splurge. cheats. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I had living pizza. it up on Friday night. Yeah, I know. I feel but like we, at least I you had did a, your gluten free pizza. I did. I feel like we just had a big week of. Really, I feel like I've had like months of not really months, but <laughs> many weeks of just not eating great varieties of nutritious foods. Like fine, but I think though. You also, you were doing really well, but then you hit the point where, like, you don't want to eat anything. Right. And so the fact that you're still eating and yeah, not getting sick. And you I'm are just making feeling, some good choices, but I know yes, you're, I'm like... I'm getting to that point where I'm, like, I know I need to... Get like, back to... I, I know my body wants, like, vegetables. Not that it sounds good. I just know my body, like, needs, needs it. And having pizza tonight, I was like, ugh, does not sound good at all but it's just not gonna make anything else so (laughs) like it's what tim can pick up on the way home so yeah so yeah but tell me about your week we had a fun week we had our friends um aaron and julie and their kids come from texas to visit and we try to do something like every two years um when you said that i I couldn't even believe that it wasn't last summer, that it was two summers no, ago that years, you, like, yeah. met up with them. It felt like... Yeah, it was went, two years ago we met in Rio Doso, New Mexico. Felt, felt fast to me. Yeah. And that was, like, when Calvary was the age Arrow's at, and all my kids were, you know, right. it's, like, the next stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the time before that it had been five years since we saw them, so it was, like, three years before that. So we shoot for every two years, but they are a busy family with lots of kids and foster kids that come and go and so it doesn't always happen every two years but it was really great to see them and catch up with them and um but yeah it was a busy week of just trying to soak up all the time we could with them because they were only here monday night to friday morning they left this morning so we only had so much time but it was great 
And something else happened. Yes, finally, we've been talking about this. My audition started on when? Wednesday, really. I mean, they came Monday, scoped I things out. I feel like out. the fact, though, that they came Monday morning, I yes, mean... they scoped things out, but they didn't start, like, demoing until right. Wednesday. Well, on and Tuesday, you had... Was that the day you guys got to move... Yes. Everything, or was that Wednesday? No, that was Wednesday. Mm. Yeah, they started demoing Wednesday, found some mysterious problems of broken trusses in our... Mysterious. Mysterious to us before we ripped the ceiling down. We had no idea. It was mysterious in the fact you didn't know, but how they got broken is... (laughs) Yes. We might have put too much in our attic. (laughs) We just recently put too much in our attic because we were clearing out our garage because we're losing our garage and where we're going to store everything is we're planning on buying a shed, but we didn't want to buy it yet. didn't really get communicated well or sink in that you needed to have that space also. Yes, I didn't know we needed to have the attic cleared, but so we had to like clear the attic that we just got done the weekend before putting putting everything everything up, but... In putting a lot of things up there, it broke some trusses. And then we discovered a load-bearing wall that no one thought was load-bearing, broken trusses. Our ceiling in our house started to cave in a little today, and it's just been been fun already. But they spent... But it's starting! Starting, and the garage is demoed for sure. I think they're going to start jackhammering all the concrete to maybe start laying plumbing next week so it's exciting but it's also like part of me is like i just wish we moved out and didn't have to like, like be here like when they're doing it, it hearing it and like hearing it, like and seeing the like boards break into my ceiling today and i'm like oh, okay i can't be here they just need to do this but yeah i mean i trust my contractor and i feel like they know what they're doing but yeah these were some unforeseen which you also Thanks. know. I mean, everyone who knows anything about remodels and construction knows that there's going to be oh, yeah. things you don't know and things you find yep. along the way. So it's and not this is really, the time that you find it. Mm-hmm. So. so it's not really surprising from that standpoint. No. It's more of like, oh, here are the things that we didn't know about that yep. we knew we'd find eventually. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So I was thinking today, though, like, oh, how many weeks pregnant am I? Like, how many weeks... Until we'll, like, get to go, like, find out what we're having. And then I was thinking, oh, it'll be, like, around the same time that, hopefully, my house is done. That gives a good buffer, I feel like. So, I don't know. I was just thinking how that'll be such an exciting time. And it feels really far away. But at the same time, I feel like it's going to be here before we know it. I know. It's it's going to come. Yeah. Eight weeks from now is going to be so soon. Yes. Yep. So. I just... Hit the 13-week mark mm-hmm. in your... Almost 11. Almost 11. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like I've been getting more and more... I really don't want to wait to find out what we're having. Oh, my goodness. I know. I knew you were going to give me a hard time. You have to wait. I know. Then. There really isn't. But I'm just like... If you were going to find out early, the only I would have barely excused it if you had planned it for when Aaron and Julie were here, <laughs> but... But now if I just did a random I'd blood like, test myself... What are you doing? I just know. Just wait it, or... I, I am going to wait, but it definitely feels more like, oh, 
I could know by now. I know by now other times. I should know. And I'm feeling the exact opposite where I'm like a little bit sad, like, oh, only like eight more weeks of it being a secret and (laughs) then we're going to find out. We are so different. And it's so sad. But Chip's excited. (laughs) Yeah. I really feel like I have no idea either way. I, I don't feel like I could guess at this really? point. Really? I feel like I have a feeling, but I don't know that I want to, like, document For yourself or yeah. for both no, of us? No, for myself. No, for both of us. I feel like I have a feeling about the both of us. Hmm. But I could be totally well, right. I mean, wrong. Obviously, yeah. It's not like I'm, like, I know confidently... It's just... I just feel like even when I've tried to have a feeling for so many other people and times for myself, I'm wrong so much of the time. But it still feels that I don't even... I am just confusing myself at this point. Yeah. Well, not too much longer. Hmm. I feel like you're going to have a boy... Really? So you'll probably be having a girl. I Except feel like, that... What? You feel like... What? I feel like I'm going to have a girl. Yeah. But I don't... I barely want to say that. But Arrow was like one of the only babies I've ever gotten right. Because I really felt yes. like he was going to be a I, boy. I did too. I've but, had the right feeling for the last three. Right. I know. You're usually right about what you think. Mm-hmm. But I'm usually wrong about myself and everyone else. I did think you were... So. Have, I did think Deke was a girl. So, but I feel like that was because there was so much yes, like anecdotal, like yes, that's true. Especially with like my high amniotic fluid levels yeah. and how I was feeling, and I think I convinced, I was so convinced, and I think I convinced everyone else, and everybody just was like, "It's time for you to have a girl," and yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But I also feel like I'm gonna have a boy. Well, but I think we're gonna both have girls. Maybe we really are because that'll be great. I. I don't we'll know. We'll see. I've had... I think I've had dreams both ways now. Except one of the dreams I had, I dreamt I was having a... That I had a boy. No, that I found out I was having a boy. And it was very clearly like this pregnancy and mm-hmm. now. Another dream I had recently, I had a baby with me that was a girl. Mm-hmm. But it didn't feel... I kept trying to figure out if it was, like, Kenzie as a baby or Brinley right. as a baby. It didn't feel like it was this pregnancy. In the, but when I woke up, I was just really confused about the whole thing. I've been having some weird... I wish I could remember mm. that one because that was this really long, really weird one that I woke right up and told, like, the whole thing to Chip. But it, none of it made any sense. Mm. It, like, involved, like, flying with... I think... With the Johnsons' parents, with like oh. Lynn and Trinette, like, like we were on this like vacation spot island water area where you could like fly, just like take off, like, <laughs> and just fly around. And I very clearly remember flying around like near Trinette and Juniper, and so I have uh, not been having like any <clears throat> weird, dreams. weird dreams, like really weird. Yeah, it was strange. 
but you haven't that's do you usually i've had like i shouldn't say i haven't had any i've had a couple but not i usually do but later in pregnancy not at this point okay so i'm sure they'll come it's exciting yeah those pregnancy dreams yep it's so strange how i don't understand anything about dreams i've never like looked into or studied how they think uh-huh dreams work because sometimes you can associate your dreams with things that you've recently been thinking about or experienced mm-hmm. or people you've come in contact with but other times they feel so out of nowhere mm-hmm. and like people are in them that you haven't even thought about in years and you're just like where in the world did that, did that come, come from, from? Yeah. and it's interesting that pregnancy is kind of a known time that people experience really mm-hmm. vivid and crazy dreams and you wonder what aspects play into that mm-hmm. that cause that to be kind of a regular known thing I don't know speaking of dreams I can't stop yawning I'm just gonna pass right out <laughs> here and have a nice dream yep um Hmm. What else? What else do we want to talk about? You went and had your prenatal blood work done. Mm-hmm. I have been slacking and haven't done that, but... The only thing I haven't done yet is have my RH antibodies You didn't do tested. that? I couldn't unless Debbie ordered it, and oh. I had to go... I would have to go get it from her... Okay. She doesn't have an account with Sonora Quest, and I would okay. have to... She could still give me an order for Sonora Quest, right. but I just said I'd do it later because it's not really crucial right now to do it, but yeah. I'm still curious about it and want to... It doesn't change further to your pregnancy at all, or it doesn't really matter? As far as I know, it, even if I have antibodies... There's not a lot we can do, like, do about it. Yeah. It's just more to have the knowledge of okay. it and to watch. But I don't think I've ever had antibodies. I am a little bit nervous just because after Deke was born, I got the Rogam shot a little bit later than they recommend. Mm-hmm. Only like a day or two. And I feel like it's very not, like, set in stone what they even know or think about timelines and Mm -hmm. when. I don't know. That's a whole. That right there is one issue in pregnancy that I have tried to look into. I've tried to understand. I've tried to study. And it is really hard to get solid information Mm -hmm. and to know what to believe and think about yeah the benefits and risks of rogam and yeah it's i know people who have rh negative blood so what we're even talking about because most people don't even know anything about it because because if you have positive blood type then you don't even ever hear anything which is me or if you and your husband both have negative blood type then i don't think it matters because But if you have a negative blood type and your husband has 
positive, then it matters. Okay. If you have positive and your husband has negative, it doesn't matter. Okay. So I have negative, Chip's positive. And there's something about if if blood between the baby, like you and the baby mix more than... So obviously we would say the placenta, that the baby and mom's blood mm-hmm. don't actually mix, but... right. And some level now we know that there's some amount of mixture because that's how we can like there's DNA that mixes because that's right. how we can even do the DNA tests that right. show the gender early on. But it, it's I don't know I don't understand parts of blood and yeah. how all of that works on like that small yeah. of a level enough. But technically, it, it's not mixing enough that you would normally develop antibodies against the positive Mm -hmm. blood type but in certain cases if there's i'm not even sure what like i guess if there was a small subchorionic bleed i don't even Mm -hmm. know if that's one of the things they just always tell you if you are injured in some way and there's bleeding or the after birth. So they normally do a Rogam shot in the third trimester? If you just go to, if you just are going to like a standard doctor's office and you have negative blood type, they'll do one at 28 weeks and then they do one after delivery if your baby's blood type is positive. But, and the one at 28 weeks is just, they, it's totally like, what is it? Prophylactic? Is that what it? Just like it, they're just giving it to you just to in case. To be extra, sh- yeah, cautious. But the problem with it that I didn't realize until several babies in is that there are a lot of preservatives and things in Rogam mm-hmm. that if you're getting the shot, you know, twice, like you have two babies and you're getting it, or four times, whatever. Yeah, that's one thing, but. If you're, there's like aluminum and things in them that I know some people don't believe that that's an issue or Mm -hmm. a problem, but that's something that I would rather not subject myself to like. On a frequent basis. Right. Or on like for no reason. Right. Um, But when you're pregnant, you know, every year and a half or two years and you're receiving a shot during pregnancy and after mm-hmm. birth that starts to add up a lot and so when I started to realize that the one the third trimester one really I I don't feel like there's strong indications for it unless there's some reason you know mm-hmm. you are experiencing bleeding or something like that but also so it takes time for your body if if there's blood mixing you don't know how your body's going to respond to it. Some people may develop a lot of antibodies and mm-hmm. some people might not. And mm-hmm. it's really, I mean, you just don't know. So there's women who have had five babies and have never gotten Rogam and are negative blood type and their babies are positive and they have never developed any antibodies and everything has stayed. Right. But I know um, for my grandma... She had a negative blood type, and my grandpa was positive, and she had my her first baby, and then she had a miscarriage after that, and some, at some point in that, 
they believe she developed antibodies um, because all three of her pregnancies after that, definitely the baby showed signs at the end of her pregnancies. And they even told her after her second baby, so like her third pregnancy, that they wouldn't recommend her having any more kids because they thought it could be really dangerous to the babies. And Mm -hmm. they thought my uncle that was her second baby was going to be stillborn, but he wasn't. Um, But I know at least one of my aunts or uncles required like blood transfusions at birth and Mm -hmm. because they didn't even have rogam at the time like it wasn't even an option right so i don't know it's just there's just a lot that goes into it that is hard to determine Mm -hmm. so i did have bleeding at the beginning of my pregnancy with deke and i never even thought about at that time because i didn't even realize i was pregnant i thought it was a period and so by the time i realized i was pregnant I didn't even think about the blood type stuff and mm-hmm. doing rogam and um so you wouldn't find out right away like right it even even being tested for antibodies later in that pregnancy wouldn't they wouldn't show up yet it usually mm-hmm. affects like future pregnancies so that yeah. will be that's part of why I want to get that done it. but mm-hmm. I haven't yet so it's very interesting yeah it really is but yeah, but otherwise everything else came back fine. I did tests that were more in the Lily Nichols mm-hmm. um, book that aren't your standard OB panel. Mm-hmm. Um, I tested for my vitamin D levels, which I've never. And those tested. are normal. Those yeah, they were optimum levels. Oh wow. Um. And then I did my A1C, mm-hmm. and that came back normal. in normal range. Um, and I did a bunch of, I did like a liver mm-hmm. screening panel. I had had, I don't even remember now what came back abnormal. I had some blood work done maybe like a year ago, just like a well woman check. Mm-hmm. And some something liver related came back just a little bit elevated. It wasn't really crazy but and they weren't even they just wanted you to retest it it wasn't right like they yeah they weren't it. nervous about it other than that they said we should probably go and do another some more blood work and then i never did mm-hmm. whoops yeah um but i got all of those lo- levels checked and they all were good and so yeah great so you need to get on that we'll see if i ever do it pretty soon yeah and yeah I've been thinking a lot about birth and about where to give birth just what I where I'm at and what I you know Mm -hmm. we talked a lot about it in the beginning I was telling Abby before we started recording I mean I guess I was praying about it more than telling her, but um, just that this is such a hard topic and conversation because it is so personal to people and because it's a mixture of facts mixed with feelings Mm -hmm. and how do you even feel like all statistics are so... 
they're never unbiased. unbiased. Yeah. And... And there is a lot of just, like, personal experience and just different convictions and... But I have been feeling a lot lately just burdened by the fact of the idea that... I mean, you'll hear a lot of people in the natural birth, home birth community say this, but that really birth is one of the only things that healthy people, like a healthy, normal event that people go to the hospital for. Mm -hmm. Like the hospital is typically for sickness, for injury, for problems. Mm -hmm. And overall, we've decided that birth is a problem Mm -hmm. just in and of itself. Right. Um, Or at the very least, we don't believe birth is a problem, but we're going to be at the hospital just in case Mm -hmm. and in case a problem arises, like we want to be there. But I think it's just difficult once you start to follow down that trail and realize if you truly could go to the hospital and just be there just in case but still have a birth that isn't intervened with mm-hmm. I mean that's another thing a lot of people say is that walking out your door is a first intervention and I believe that's true but if that truly was the only intervention you just were going somewhere that's not as comfortable but it's mm-hmm. still you know like if I could pack up my bags and you, me, and Chip go to the hospital mm-hmm. when I'm in labor, and Chip can be filling the birth tub, and you can be in there, and we have, like, a button on the wall that's, like... Oh, there's an emergency. See, please come in. Please come in right now. Like, that would be one thing. And I understand why that can't be the case. I understand right. why you can't expect people professional like insurgents to take on the liability of right and the risk of like having no part of any of it and then you pressing like a oh no there's an emergency and now they have to figure out what's going on Mm -hmm. and what like what the problems are i understand why they have to be involved in it but it just it's just a really hard thing when you watch that involvement going one step further and one step further and one step further till now you actually can see the problems that the interventions are actually causing. Right. And our skyrocketing C-section rate and and our infant and maternal mortality rates in America and... Right. It's not like we have these great records now in our country of, well, it's worth it because there's no moms or babies dying. Right. And that we're just making it so much safer. But at the same time, it's so easy in medicine to also overlook all of the psychological things. And I feel like you start to talk about some of that and people are like, oh, you're just, you know overthinking things or you're just putting your preferences over the health of your baby right yeah um so trying to really figure out even what studies are Mm -hmm. accurate and you know they've 
You'll read articles now and there's studies about the microbiome of a baby that... I've read things that like, oh, when you're getting near the time of labor, your body puts forth an extra burst of these healthy bacteria. I have no idea if that's true or not. Is that something Mm -hmm. that somebody somewhere has decided or made up or there was some like small study done that... Right. Like... And then that gets passed around, or is that true? Like, it's just so hard to weed through mm-hmm. what things are, like, our theories versus are proven versus mm-hmm. how much benefit do they actually play? Is that also theory? Like, you mm-hmm. think that this is a long-term impact on a person? Because people who hold to some of these things are very adamant that it's, like, lifelong impacts and mm-hmm. it impacts generations and... I'm not going to say that it doesn't, but at the same time, it's yeah. hard to, uh, I think it, it does, especially for a mom who has n- never even thought of or known another option besides going to the hospital to hear by doing all of these things, you're damaging your baby and the rest of you're impacting your grandchildren through this. Right. Obviously, there's going to always be long-term ramifications of our actions and decisions mm-hmm. and how that even shapes our beliefs and our worldviews about things. And But I don't know. It just... It's simultaneously something that I feel like really we need to be having these conversations and we need to get over this idea in our culture of like... Well, you just do what makes you happy, and I'm going to do what makes me happy. And it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter. Or if you say something that hurts my feelings, like, and is offensive to me, then you need to stop talking and not share. But at the same time, we don't all have to think the same way. And we don't all have to do the same things. Right. And they're, I mean, even... Like, we can have conversations and debates about why... We're making the decisions that we're making and still as walk away. Christian women. Yes. As believers. Because these aren't we can do, salvation issues. These well, and we can we can be doing different things to the glory of God right. that are like completely opposites. Yes. And for whatever reason That's what's honoring God to be doing right. how He's leading us and So uh, I know we talked about it really early on in our podcast, but it's difficult sometimes when there are still, overall, it seems that there are still general things that, I'd say it's hard for us to not look at the mentality that the majority of doctors and medical professionals hold in the hospital, that they're not trying to take over and control birth and the function of birth mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't we weren't our bodies weren't created to need mm-hmm. or and they're not acknowledging God in that process. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the medical system created its system and all of its standards and all of its protocols based on like we really want to honor God in his design mm-hmm. of the woman's body and, and that's birth. not to say to clarify that medicalization and doctors and hospitals and medicine in general is sinful at all or right and this again is my perspective is our like it's your perspective what 
when we look at what we've learned over the years of how our bodies work, if you are to leave a woman alone and allow her body to go through the process of labor and delivering a baby, and then you compare it to the standards and the protocols that are in place in most hospitals, Mm -hmm. the standards and protocols in place aren't set up to support that process. Right. They're set up to control that process Mm -hmm. and to have... And and to manipulate that process. process. It does affect... It does break the process. Like, there are hormones and things that need to be cycling through that can get easily interrupted when you're in an an And we have answers to those things getting interrupted, Mm -hmm. like synthetic hormones that we give to continue the process because we've now... But then when you're entering synthetic hormones like Pitocin, you're entering a whole other host of risks and interventions that usually need to take place because we're adding that into the mix and then you add something else into the mix to help with the side effects of that and then it just kind of begins a snowball effect of interventions that were all started right by interrupting the process god created in the first place so all of this to say i don't i'm still trying to figure out i know that we have had people tell us that they're looking forward to us talking about birth i think all of you listeners know that it's something that we have, I mean, we tried to kind of lay out when we very first started the podcast mm-hmm. of that this isn't something we've just always had one mindset and one mentality and we've always done one way. Right. And we very much understand the thought process going in to a lot of the decision making mm-hmm. and the temptations of wanting to control things on a yeah. higher level. And even the wisdom in controlling things at times. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are situations where I would say that that it it probably is wisdom, not just sinfulness, that Mm -hmm. you make decisions that Mm -hmm. look one way or another way. But also, it's just how we go about that and... I know we both want to do it carefully. Yeah. Um, Some of this is stemming from, I don't even think my older sister listens to our podcast. I don't even know if she knows I have a podcast. (laughs) But she just had her third baby. Um, And it was just last week, maybe. It's Mm -hmm. a week old now. And... There's, it's just such an interesting process, especially when someone that close to you Mm -hmm. is making decisions and going through Mm -hmm. it differently than you would. Yeah. Where you, I I feel like even the one conversation that I had with her, I probably overstepped my bounds a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I was trying not to. But it's okay for us to have really different perspectives. Yeah. But it's difficult when you have one opinion and you're, like, watching what you wouldn't do and right. seeing, like, well, 
I'm not going to be surprised if this ends up, especially when you know, I think the the most difficult thing is when you have someone saying like, I really want to do it this way. I, I honestly have less of a problem if somebody just tells me like, I just want to go to the hospital and have an epidural and I don't even care if I have a C-section. I, I don't agree with that. Right. But if they at least understand that the model of the hospital that they're walking into is a one in three chance of having like a that's probably infection. like very likely that's that's going to happen. And you understand that and you don't mind. And that's something that you've worked through and you're OK with. Uh-huh. I mean, I've told Chip before that, like, if I go back to the hospital, I don't know that I'd actually do this, but I'm very tempted to just be the patient that they want me to be mm-hmm. and just not fight them on things and just get the epidural and just get the Pitocin and just lay in the bed like I did with my other babies and just yeah if I end up with a c-section I end up with a c-section just understand that that's the model of care you're walking into right but it's so difficult for me when I hear women saying that they don't want these things and they want to do it without medication and they want to do it without intervention and they Mm -hmm. want to trust the process and they believe that their body can do it but then they walk right into a model of care that's not going to help them do that right it's just like yes hard to watch yeah and hard to know like what to say and what to do especially when you feel like especially when they're coming to you to like talk about it and it's hard to know how to like Right. Not that I would say my sister was, but... Yes, I just mean in general, though. Right, yes. Like, when people are, like, asking your opinion on things or what... How you would do it or what... And right. it already feels, like, way too late in the process to really help them understand fully, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So, we're going to be open and honest as we continue through our pregnancies, I'm sure. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about more of these things, I'm sure. I th- I think I just wanted to bring up again that in doing so, I know it's on my heart that I want to be extremely careful and extremely sensitive and understand that women are coming into these conversations from so many different yeah. backgrounds and perspectives. But I also can't just not talk about the areas in this that I really feel strongly are important and Mm -hmm. that, that I do believe honor God when we seek to view the way he made it to work Mm -hmm. and to support that and to value that. Yeah. Um, Not that it's always going to go perfectly. Not that there aren't going to be times that you make decisions that, feel like they go against that because there's an issue or Mm -hmm. a reason, but that overall trying to understand, I I just don't think that when you go to an OB and you go through your pregnancy that way, in my experience and talking to so many other women and just being involved in conversations, I don't think the education you get about pregnancy and birth when you go to them is this education of what the body was designed and created to do right and how it does it even if you are all by yourself yes not that i i don't even believe personally that that's i would never want to be by myself to give birth i don't think from examples in scriptures that that's 
necessarily how God created the process to be right. that you need. I don't think it's like sinful to be by yourself, but I, I don't think that I think that there is an element of community and of women supporting women. Mm-hmm. And um, the idea of midwifery isn't like a new concept. It's right. been around for. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. Those Hebrew midwives. Yep. Um, but I also know that Adam and Eve gave birth to babies with no midwife around. Yep. <laughs> Adam had to be ready for <laughs> what was going on. <laughs> so anyway, that's just some thoughts on that. I know that it doesn't really, it kind of leaves you all hanging of like not really getting into. Right. But I feel like this is kind of. As we're getting further into our pregnancies and more things will be arising out that we're thinking through and talking through, it'll just naturally... We're going to come across as having very one-sided opinions about these things at times. Sure. Mm-hmm. But we we want and need people to understand that that doesn't mean we're not open to the conversation and the what-ifs and the... Yeah. Yep. It always has to be this way for every single person, and mm-hmm. this is right and you're wrong. Right. And hopefully you'll see that even as we wrestle through different questions that right. are bound to arise in our own pregnancies. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just good to revisit, like, laying a little bit of that groundwork. And mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you have that. Yep. Is that the end? Is that how you're... The end. <laughs> that's that's so, the end. So until next time. Bye. <laughs>